Well, good morning, everyone. We are back for our Friday edition of NFL Fantasy Matchup. We have Jimmy over on his phone over in uh, Phoenix today and Jed over in Chicago. Welcome. Morning. Morning. Yeah. Jed, let me start with you. Uh, we were just talking right before we started yesterday's Rams versus Seattle game. The thoughts, yeah. insights on that. Fun, fun game. If you didn't happen to catch the weird punt, um, go check that out. There was a block punt. The ball came back behind the line, kicked, picked it up, started to run, and then decided to punt again. And they let it stand. So, like, I guess I guess you can do that. I don't know. We'll see if they clarify. But that was the crazy – ended up being a 60-plus yard punt. Uh, that was a really interesting thing. But, anyway, it was a fun game. Um, be interesting to see the injuries coming out. We were just talking about how Seattle's defense is the worst in the league right now. That is the major problem for them. They're giving going. They're on pace to give up the most yards in NFL history. I think that is going to be the big issue, but it, it's a fantasy player. Anytime you're playing Seattle, you don't have to be scared of that Seattle defense. You know the other team will be able to put up points. Um, on the flip side, the Rams look great. Stafford almost 400 yards passing, and so that offense is clicking, and you saw the reemergence of Robert Woods. So Robert Woods – and DK Metcalf, if you had those guys in yesterday, um, you're probably happy this morning. You yeah. know, the fun, the funny thing that I didn't realize, they were saying if Daryl Henderson continues um, the stats that he's putting up and he stays healthy for the rest of the season, he's going to be a top five running back this year for fantasy. Yeah, I didn't know that. But he mm -hmm. looks pretty – I mean, he when he was in, he had that a little bit of a hand thing or like an arm issue. But when he, he was in, he definitely looked better than Sony Michelle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, Daryl Henderson has 17 carries, 82 yards. Sony Michelle had 11 carries. I was surprised Sony Michelle got 11 carries, and that was pretty good. Each of them got one touchdown. The only frustration I have with that, Jed, is yes, he got 400, almost 400 yards throwing, 365, but only one touchdown. I was waiting for Cooper Cup to get me my touchdown. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's tough when you you know you just it's touchdowns are so that's the the toughest part of fantasy. You can't really predict touchdowns. You know touchdowns are a little bit fluky. So, um, but great game. I mean, again, if you have Stafford, we talked about this before. If you drafted him, he's definitely top ten. You're locked in, uh, maybe top five. So you're in good shape. So do you guys think going forward, Robert Woods will start taking more receptions? I mean, he had 14 receptions. I think we talked about this in the podcast the last couple of weeks. Robert Woods is going to keep asking for this ball, right? So the question then becomes, how are they going to split it between a Van Jefferson, a Cooper Cup, and a Robert Woods? And we saw that Van Jefferson was the odd man out in this game. Well, he had a bad drop too. He he had two drops where they definitely there was one that should have been a touchdown. But I I for me, if I had Robert Woods, I would trade him. To me, this is the high point. I would give. I I don't like the. I think there's going to be a lot of flux. I think it's going to be like Tyler Lockett. It's going to be very up and down. It's going to be hard to sit, get consistency. Cooper Cup, on the other hand, I think his floor is pretty good. Like you can feel pretty even if he has a low game, it's not going to be that bad. Okay, let me ask you guys a question. I saw Trey go through in my other league. Robert Wood for um, who's the wide receiver over DJ Moore? DJ Moore over at Carolina. What did you guys no, think? No, I of think that? DJ Moore is better than Robert Woods. But is how long is Moore out? Moore, Moore's out, right? He's DJ hurt. Moore. No, I don't think DJ Moore's out. Is he? Oh, he's not hurt. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 No, then I would. Yeah, I would take Moore for sure. Yeah. Really interesting. Okay. I mean, he's the number one. Yeah, number, number one, one wide receiver for Sam Darnold, who's doing 
phenomenally well, right? Yeah. Robert Woods is competing against Cooper Cup, and you're right. I mean, if I if if I were that person, I I, I would figure out how to trade Robert Woods after this week. And, and good point on Sam Darnold. I've seen him picked up in a couple leagues. Um, if you need a quarterback, Darnold is Darnold's legit, man. I we were also down on him, making fun of yeah. the guy. He got out of New York, and now he's looking legit. So that this guy can I, he he was not drafted this year. He'll be drafted next year. Okay, let me ask you a quick question. This is the dilemma I have. Matthew Stafford or uh, Sam Darnold? Oh, Stafford. Stafford. Yeah, Stafford. Yeah. yeah. Stafford's the, got more weapons than Darnold. Yeah, the ceiling on Stafford is really high, right? Like, you, if he has a big game. Like for example, if he had had two more touchdowns yesterday, his game would have been huge. He would have been yeah. up into the 30 points. Because I have him in one of my leagues. And here's the thing, 400, 400 yards, one touchdown, he got 18 points. If he got two more touchdowns, he would have gotten close to 30 points and had a great week this week. Even one more touchdown, he would have had a really solid. I mean, to me, you want your quarterbacks in the twenties. Like in the, if you're in the twenties, you're good. Yeah. Hey, Jim. Chris Carson did not play uh, this game with the neck injury. Any concerns about this going forward? And also, Russell Wilson sprained his middle finger when his hand hit. Uh, um, uh, what's his name's the stud defensive Aaron, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Yes, Aaron Donald's yeah. uh, helmet. Hey, but G, just just quickly, um, Gino, uh, it was Gino Smith, right? Is the last name? Yeah. He did. He looked great in relief, man. His he led that touchdown drive right away. So you know that might not be a. Um, a we'll have to see for a bye week replacement. Oh. Um, we'll have to see how long he's out. I don't know, Jed. You know how these backups do? Like they come in, they play a half. The defense aren't ready for them, right? Yeah, true. They're going to study true. tapes on him. They're going to look at his time on the Jets. Whoever they play the next game, and I didn't even look at the schedule. They're going to be prepared for Geno Smith. Yeah, yeah, good good yeah. call. You're right. And there's other quarterbacks out there like Sam Darnold who maybe you can pick up off the waiver. The one thing the one thing you can tell about Geno Smith, though, he went for DK Metcalf. And so I can see Metcalf doing pretty good <laughs> under Geno Smith, right? Whereas, like, um, Russell Wilson likes to target both um, uh, Lockett. Tyler Lockett as well as DK Metcalf. Yeah. He went all in on DK Metcalf. Yeah. Yeah. Jim, Chris Carson? Uh, you know what? I mean, I picked up Alex Collins. Um, I do think that if they're going to um, have Geno Smith coming in for a couple more games, my thought is that a running back is really going to be essential for them because they're going to have to take some pressure off of Smith, right? So whether it's Alex Collins, whether it's um, Chris Carson, um, who's the other guy? Uh, Dallas. Um, yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. The third running back. Yeah, DJ Dallas. My guess is they're going to have to use one of them, right? And so I'm just placing my bets on Alex Collins right now. He did decent. I mean, he got you eight fantasy points yesterday. Um, he didn't do as much as you would like, um, but I mean, he's he's fine. Yeah. Hey, going to some of our news and notes of the day. Christian McCaffrey. He was limited in practice. Report says he probably will not play this week and probably will come back next week as well too. Guys, are any of you guys starting Chubba Hubbard? If he was on your lineup, do you guys like him? If he had a James Conner, uh, you had to play one of them. Who would you guys pick, Jed? Um, I was just trying to see. I forgot. Um, Carolina, I know, is playing. Who's Carolina playing this week? Um, Carolina, where are they? I mean, as you're doing this, here's the thing about Hubbard last week, right? You thought that he would have become a Mike Davis, and maybe it was just because it was his first week. He actually didn't do too much, right? Like, he got um, single-digit fantasy points. Um, the offense really revolved around a throwing offense, and so DJ Moore did great. If you were to compare him to, let's say, Tommy said, uh, uh, James Connors, 
I would go after the Connor before I would choose yeah. Hubbard, partly just because he's got the goal line. Yeah, exactly. Touchdowns and the offensive yeah. production. So Carolina's playing Philly. That's why I was saying this is a tough – this is a really – so when I was looking over the games to pick, this is one of the harder ones to pick because Carolina, Sam Darnold has been doing well. Philadelphia has not. But when you just look at talent-wise, Philadelphia should be there. And Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith. So I, I don't know. I don't think Chubba Hubbard is the guy that I would go with this weekend. I think they're going to be throwing more um, Philadelphia's – Run defense is not bad, so I think I would stay away from him this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, in my keeper league, I got rid of Christian McCaffrey, even though he's the number one draft pick. Man, he keeps getting injured, so I traded him for a couple people. Oh, you traded him? I thought you were saying you yeah. dropped him. I was like, wait, who'd you end that. up trading him for? I traded him for. Uh, you know what? I'll get back to you on that one. Now, let you guys know. Wow, hey, that's, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Jim, Calvin Ridley, he is out for Sunday's game with personal reasons. Russell Gage is also out. What are your th thoughts about Kyle Pitts as well as look, Jed's favorite person, Cordero Patterson here? Everyone – well, <laughs> if you looked in the waiver wire, everybody was picking Zacchaeus. Um, all of a sudden, I saw Zacchaeus' name. Um, I don't know. I mean, here's my thing. There's, they're going to London, so it's going to be a, a 7.30 U.S. game. They're playing against a pretty good defense in the New York Jets. Uh, I actually think they're going to struggle. Um, I do think the offense is going to go through Kyle Pitts and Cordell Patterson. I think um, Patterson will have a good game. Um, I'm hoping Mike Davis will have a good game. I expect more receptions and targets towards um, Kyle Pitts and maybe a Zacchaeus. But to be honest, like Calvin Ridley was one of my starting wide receivers in all my teams. And so it was a little frustrating to see him out because that's a good chunk of points you have out there as well, too. Yeah, Ridley's been a little disappointing this season. Um, but I'm actually so I on one team I have Pitts and uh, I picked up Schultz on Dallas, and okay. um, I'm starting Schultz over Pitts. So I, I agree. I just think that the sometimes the travel is a little bit difficult going overseas, and I, I do think the Jets are better than people think, and so I think they could struggle a little bit. I am I am playing Patterson though. I think Patterson is a pretty much a lock to get yeah. touches we'll see what he does with them but i think he's a lock to get touches yeah joe mixon is did not practice on wednesday there's a pretty good chance look the cincinnati Bengals are always a little hesitant about what news that they give in terms of player updates last year we remember joe mixon was always day to day week to week and next thing you know he was out for 10 weeks and so a lot of times he is now with his ankle did not practice saturday what do you you, you did not play parent what do you think of him yeah, I like Perrin. I had him as a starter, and I actually picked up Collins um, and played him over him because I think Perrin is going to split carries with – I'm forgetting the other guy's name, but there's another back that he's splitting carries with, so that's what worries me. I think Cincinnati is going to be throwing the ball a ton, so the big thing is is Higgins back. I think Higgins is supposed to be back. Did that? Is there a confirmation there, do you know? So he, yep. so, yeah, so they said that he came back to practice um, yesterday. But the problem with Higgins is he did that a couple of weeks ago where he came back for practice. And then um, on Saturday, they downgraded him as well, too. So you never know about the system. Yeah, but I, I expect them to be throwing the ball a lot. So, um, yeah, it, I mean, if you have if you don't have any other, other options, I think Perrin is fine. Like the, he he showed some burst in this last game when he played uh, in the second half after the injury. And um, he looked pretty good. You know, he's a former Oklahoma Sooner. So I always uh, like picking up those guys. Um, but if you have other options that are more full time 
you know, options. Like I said, he's going to be splitting carries, so that's what worries me. I saw you picked up Joe Burrows in one of our leagues. Yeah, because I, I was surprised he was still out there. Yeah, I was surprised too because I've got Tannehill. I think that's the league I got Tannehill, and so I'm starting him over Tannehill. Yeah. Jim, the number one waiver wire ad that I saw across the board was Damian Williams. What do you mm -hmm. think of him as he replaces David Montgomery, who now will be out four to five weeks, avoided a serious ACL injury, but he will be out for four to five weeks. I actually, you know what? I actually think that uh, Damian Williams will do pretty decently. He's projected an ESPN to score about 14 fantasy points and Yahoo somewhere about 11 to 12. And I actually think that he'll get his touches. The, the only thing that worries me is they did say that he's been going through some injuries. And so hopefully he doesn't um, get nicked up during this first game back. But for somebody, for a speculative ad, I actually don't think that uh, he would be a bad ad. The other person that some people have been saying that the third Bears running back, Herbert, Khalil Herbert, might be somebody that you might want to add if Damian Williams ever goes down. So I just threw him in, into a couple of my leagues just in case. I want to see what he does. Yeah, speaking of the Bears, Darnell Mooney was someone that I picked up in a couple of leagues as well, too. He seemed to have a good rapport with Josh Fields, who is now named as a starting quarterback because, quote-unquote, he earned the starting quarterback job. So I'm looking forward to seeing where Darnell Mooney goes as well, too. They had this debate, going with that, they had this debate uh, on ESPN the other day where they said that actually Mooney, in their eyes, was more of the number one wide receiver if Fields is the quarterback because he has such a good relationship with Fields. And if you've seen that production of Allen Robinson, it's actually decreased every time um, Justin Fields is quarterback. So, But Mooney's done well the last couple of day, games. Whether or not he's the number one uh, wide receiver, I don't know, but he's done pretty good. Yeah, and Jim and Jed, a lot of times with Darnell Mooney, he has lots of speed. And what's Josh Fields good at? Very accurate on the deep ball. So let's see where it goes with that. Yeah, I so I dropped Fields. I don't know if you guys saw that. I dropped Fields. I saw that. Uh, yeah, I dropped Fields to pick up Burroughs so that I could start Burroughs yeah. over Tannehill. Um, but, you know, honestly, I, I want Fields to do well. I'm a Bears fan. I want him to do well. But this is a brutal stretch for the Bears. These next five games are tough defenses. The Vegas, you could argue that the Vegas game is the easiest of this next stretch. So I would not be surprised if Fields struggles. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm just being very cautious. I'm just saying I, I'm going to be hoping for the best, but I'm going to be very cautious on the Bears offense. I mean, if I were the Bears, I mean, because it seems like they're using the same offense that they used with Andy Dalton. If I were the Bears, I'd figure out how you do the Lamar Jackson offense. Let them run. Let them figure things out. But Nagy doesn't seem like that's the type of um, coach he is. Well, I hope that. So he had finally admitted that he let the offensive coordinator call the plays last game. I hope that continues. If that continues, I think we'll see steady improvement. And then I think Fields has a shot. Um, but if if Nagy takes that back over, then all bets are off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Chad, a couple uh, guys that I want to get your comments on. Chase Edmonds did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. There's a good chance that he won't play. Jimmy Garoppolo said that his calf is feeling better, but there's a good chance Trey Lance is starting. Teddy Bridgewater is out of concussion protocol. There's a good chance that he will be playing. Love that for Cortland Sutton. And other than that, A.J. Brown practiced on Thursday. Any thoughts on that, uh, any of those players I mentioned? 
Yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned um, Teddy Bridgewater. That was the one that I was concerned about because, um, yeah, I think the offense just looks so different with Drew Locke in there. And so um, if Teddy Bridgewater is in, that's a really winnable game. They're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. In fact, that's going to be my upset pick. Um, the Steelers, again, are favorite. I think the Steelers are in disarray. Their their whole team is just, uh, just kind of scrambling right now. And so um, with Bridgewater back, I would make sure you get in your Cortland Sutton, even Tim Patrick, um, I think you'll be fine, and uh, I think they have a good chance to win. Yeah. Jim, Logan Thomas is out four weeks. Logan Thomas was picked up by a lot of people. They People thought that he was the fourth best tight end. Who's a good replacement for you? Is that Dawson I Nelson? saw you dropped him. Yeah, why did you drop you Logan dropped Thomas him. for? Yeah. While you speak that, there's a good reason why I dropped Logan Thomas. So, Jim, thoughts on that? I'll tell you why. Because there was oh. a I had a, I had to make a choice. Well, I was trying to – I woke up early to think that maybe I can pick up a Dalton Schultz on some of these waiver wires. But people were – some people were up early picking them up as well too. Um, I, who is it? Dalton Schultz on Knox from Buffalo. Yep. You know actually who has done really well? They were saying they – were, they were going through the Miami Dolphins team and they were saying that Gasecki is actually the best player – for the Dolphins the last couple of weeks. And you can make the argument that Kaseki, even though he's listed as a tight end, is just a bigger wide receiver. Um, so I've seen him out there in a number of waiver wires. So if it were me, if I can find a Schultz, if I can find a Gaseki, or if I can find a Knox from Buffalo, that's who I'm going to go after. Yeah. All right, just so you guys know, the reason why I had, here is my starting running backs. David Montgomery, Chase Edmonds, Elijah Mitchell. Were my starting <laughs> running backs, and on my tight end was TJ Hawkinson. So who do I pick? Alex Collins. I did not want to do it. I had no choice. <laughs> Logan yeah. Thomas is a big drop. I mean, I yeah. was actually surprised that. I mean, he's only going to be out for a few weeks. But if you need the roster spot, you need the roster spots. Yeah, I picked him up. That's the league I picked him up in. Yeah. So I, I'm the one that picked up your drop, Tommy. So, yeah. but Tommy, you and I are in last place in that league. We should we should resign. We should say that if we finish in in last, we're I think we're 11th and 12th. If we finish the season at 11th and 12th, I think we should we have to close the podcast just out of respect that we don't know what we're doing. Is that the Walter? No, no. Is that the Walter yeah, White League? This is the keeper league, uh, Jed. This is the one where you're in first place at four and zero, oh, and okay. I'm actually in sixth place. <laughs> okay, okay. I knew I picked it up in one, but I think in the Walter White League we're in eleventh and twelfth, so yeah. we need to come back. The, Jed, the Walter White League is tough oh, with dude. twelve players dude. and a snake draft. Like you, you can't really control who you got, and there's slim pickings on that waiver wire. No, that's why I, I'm such a. I hate. Um, um, snake drafts. I'm so mad about that because I, I think I was ninth or tenth, and like I just you can't do anything. So I, I you got to do auction drafts to be legit in my mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so well, I, I think a lot of times is hey for some of you guys, five weeks are coming on. A lot of times IR spots are getting filled up, and so you have to make <clears> hard <throat> decisions. Do I want to drop Wilkins Thomas? No, he was a high <laughs> draft pick for me. But look, when all my running backs are completely gone, sometimes you just have no choice. But you just got to. Uh, and it does help that I made a trade for TJ Hawkinson. So it does it help my life quite a lot. Well, Hawkinson's been great. And he's, I think this weekend is going to be a good one for him. So, yeah. So, uh, hey, Jim, let me see. Uh, actually, you know what, Jed, before we go yeah. anywhere, plays in the, uh, who are your games of the week that you're playing? Yeah. So I mentioned, um, you know, this week was really tough. If you look at this week, and now we're getting into the point of the season 
where you're starting to feel like the favorites are becoming more clear. And, um, you know, the as you'll see in the betting lines, as you look through the this week's games, I felt like I kept wanting to pick the favorite teams. And I always like to pick at least one underdog, but most of the favorites are starting to get clear. So you can tell that the way the betting is going, people are starting to feel like the trends are being solid um, and solidifying. So it's getting harder and harder um, to pick those outliers. But I'll say, as I said, the Broncos over the Steelers, I think that's my one. And then I'll go to the Philadelphia Eagles and the Panthers. The Panthers are three-point favorites. Um, the fact that um, you know Sam Darnold's been playing so well, um, it sounds like um, McCaffrey's still going to be out. Um, I, I feel like the Eagles are due. I just don't think they're as bad um, as they have looked, and I feel like they're due for a win. So I'm going to pick the Eagles uh, to win this game. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you a quick question. Are you – like Miles Sanders has been terrible. Are you – Playing yeah. game well at all? Are you in any of your leagues? No, I, I and I was high on Sanders, and no, he's not a starter anymore. Um, he exact. This is the exact point I was trying to make. At this point in week five, if you've been waiting on someone to produce, now is the time to cut bait. Like you got it, you gave them four weeks, it didn't come out. Now you got to turn to Plan B. And that's why I started making all those moves, like dropping people and picking up, because you, you can only wait so long. And so Miles Sanders, no, unfortunately, um, you know, I guess if you had to, this week might be the week. Like I said, because I think they can beat the um, the uh, they can beat Carolina. So let's just see what happens. But but Gang you know. Gangwell Gangwell is a pretty decent running back. He started getting more touches these last couple of weeks. And he's a good potential add, especially if you're looking for some prospect down the road. Well, especially at running back position, as Tommy said, it's so hard. It's so hard to find someone to fill in at the running back position. So, um, yeah, if you're looking for help, that's not a bad pickup. Mm -hmm. Any more games for you, Jed? Uh, no, those are the two main ones. I mean, as I said, the rest, the rest, I'm, I'm, I think there's some great games. The Browns versus the Chargers is a really interesting game. Uh, Chargers are two point favorites. I wanted to pick the Browns there too, if I was forced to, um, but it's in uh, Los Angeles. And so we'll see how Cleveland travels. Cleveland has been playing well. They're just not scoring a lot of points fantasy wise. Um, but as far as a team, they've been playing pretty solid. So that was another one. Um, and then the last thing I'll mention is the Cowboys and the Giants. I'm just expecting fireworks cowboys are seven point favorites i'm expecting a ton of points even on the giant side i think um you can you can your kenny Galladay's. you can play saquon barkley um i think you can play but i think the cowboys and that's why i played schultz over kyle pitts in one of my leagues because i think there's going to be yeah. so many points scored in that game and i want to get a piece of it did you guys see how many points speaking of giants versus um, dallas did you see how many points um daniel jones had last week from a fantasy perspective over 40 points he's actually i mean he's not a bad ad him and darnold if you're looking as you're heading into some of these bye weeks and you need a quarterback those two guys are not bad yeah but the only problem is kenny galladay who had over 18 points now comes up with a groin injury another oh, injury for kenny galladay uh, I didn't see that. I thought he was back. So, yeah, I mean, the other thing is Saquon Barkley looked good, you know, in that overtime win. He looked yeah. really good. So, you know, again, we were worried about the injuries, but if he's, uh, you know, back and not hurt, um, definitely a good pick. Yeah. Hey, let me look at a couple games, and I want to do some start or sits here. Jim, let me go over to you. Saints versus Washington, they're both 2-2. Two and two. Alvin Kamara has not been very good. I saw that you did play Callaway. He has been decent in the last two weeks, 
And Antonio Gibson continues to struggle with the shin problem. He's been okay. McLaren has been very, very good. Thoughts on that game? Mm-hmm. The question I'm trying to decide is, do you pick up a J.D. McKissick? Because, I mean, he did. So if you look at the trend, it's like out of the four games, the first week he didn't do well, the second week he did well, third week he didn't do well, fourth week he did well, right? My only thing is if, given that Taylor Heineke is doing so well and given that McLaren is doing well, they also need a good running game. And if Gibson is still banged up, McKissick actually might be somebody that they're going to want to throw to you and use more. So I that's why I picked him up in a couple of leagues, partly just because he's in the waiver wire. And I actually think that he may be a good potential add from a fantasy running back position. I totally agree. I like McKissick. Again, we talked about it's hard to find running back support McKissick is so basically you have to look to the number twos and see who can from the number two ascend to the number one so for for me the two I picked up this week were AJ Dillon and McKissick with Dillon you're basically hoping potentially for an injury or something to give him a little bit more space but with McKissick because Gibson is already hurt he might actually take on more of that remember he's also more involved in the passing game to begin with and so mckissick i think is a great pick. the the question i was running into on the waiver wire was do i pick up a latavius murray or a mckissick because murray i mean in some ways he became number two and now he's number one but he's part of a shared backfield same thing with McKissick, but he's been getting the bulk of the reception from the quarterback during in this game. Yeah, and um, with um, Latavius Murray, he's the, since he's the number one, I think that is the tiebreaker to me. Between those two, I feel like you just can't tell um, exactly how many carries a McKissick can get, whereas with Murray, you know there's a, a, a kind of a minimum floor that he'll be able to pick up. Look, let me just say, I refuse to pick up McKissick. Antonio Gibson is the player I love. He was drafted number one or two in all my leagues. I am stubbornly stuck on Gibson the whole time. The the the, the thing here's my thing. The thing about the Washington Redskins though is with Logan Thomas out, mm. you're going to be assured that they're looking for somebody yeah. to throw the ball to, right? And so outside of I mean, you got Chris Samuels coming back for Washington, but they're going to need McKissick. They're going to need someone to catch that ball. Yeah, that's a really good point. The other thing I'll say, though, for Baltimore, for Latavius Murray, they're playing on Monday night. I don't know about you guys. I love playing Monday night players. I always feel like all the players, they know that it's the only game that everyone's watching them. I feel like they play better on Monday nights. And so for me, I feel like there's a better chance Murray is going to get at least like a goal line plunge or something. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, another game that I want to talk a little bit about, Packers versus Bengals. Both of them are 3-1. and one. Look, you're playing Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. If you had all three of them, Jim, are you starting all three Bengals wide receivers against that? Oh, by the way, no. Jalen Smith was dropped by the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and so he just signed with the uh, Green Bay Packers. Well, that's yeah. a pretty good sign. I mean, Jamar Chase is going to be the number one receiver. So you're going to make sure you pay uh, play him. The problem is, if both Higgins and Boyd is playing, I don't know if I want to play either of them because each player is going to take receptions away from the other person. Tyler Boyd had a pretty good game last week, but if Higgins is playing, I think he's number two and Tyler Boyd becomes number three. Yeah, I totally agree. That's the order that I would go. So if I had Boyd, I would not play him this week. If I have Higgins or Chase, those are the two guys I'm playing. Got it. Hey, uh, Bills versus Chiefs. Both of them, uh, Chiefs are two and two. Bills are three and one. Uh, Zach Moss is is he a every day week every week starter here, Jed? 
Oh, that's an interesting one. Jimmy's been up on on Zach Moss. Zach for a Moss. Long time. Yeah, and I, I think this game definitely you got to play him. There's going to be a lot of points. I'm in a league where I have uh, Mahomes and the person I'm playing has Allen, so it's a nice mm. matchup uh, to see. But I just think there's going to be high scoring, and so I think Zach Moss. Yes, I think with that offense, the way it's clicking with his goal line carries, as Jimmy predicted, um, he's become very valuable, even though he's often getting, I think, less carries than a Singletary, but he's mm-hmm. just gotten the more valuable carries. Yeah, Singletary's gotten the bulk of the carries if you look at the comparison between the two. But every time they go into the red zone, it's Zach Moss. So that's the person you want playing on your team. Uh, by the way, did you guys see that trade offer? Somebody offered me wanting to get my Tarek McLaren for Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. So what in the world kind of trade is that? Yeah, I get I get those kind of ridiculous offers. It's like, what are you thinking? <laughs> All right, last game, Jim. I'm gonna go over to you. Bears versus Raiders. Raiders are three and one. The Bears are entering their tough schedule. Number one is Allen Robinson, even at every week's starter now. And number two, Hunter Renfro seems to have been doing well. Is he someone that you're looking at your flex? In the beginning, it was Ray Rugs as well as Brian Edwards. Man, mm-hmm. don't sleep our Hunter Renfro, who has been doing very well in the last couple of weeks. Did you did you see what Joey Bosa said about um, Derek Carr? Yes. Yeah, right. I thought that, that was, was pretty good. funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He basically said, if you hit him a few times, he can't play. And he, yeah, he didn't back down. He said we proved it. So that was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, here's my thing. I was reading this article this morning from the Las Vegas paper, and they were saying that this is this is a uh, Cleo Mack reunion with John Gruden, right? So they were saying Mac's going to go hard after Carr this week, and that might rattle him. I still think the Raiders are going to play or are going to win this game, but you never know. Maybe the Bears might squeak something out as well, too. Yeah. On the fantasy, on the fantasy side, though, don't play Kenyon Drake. I don't know if you saw him last week. He only had, what, one rush? You know, either you play uh, Jacobs or you play uh, Peyton Barber, and Jacobs is really going to be the key. Renfro, actually, Renfro's a sleeper. I actually think he's pretty good. Some people like Brian Edwards. Some people like Henry Ruggs. But they're 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 pretty consistent in scoring single-digit fantasy points. They might have one or two really good receptions. Renfro's my guy. Waller's my guy. And then on the Bears side, I think it's going to be – I think it's more Mooney than Robinson. Yeah, I don't. I don't like Renfro. I don't like other than Waller. I don't like any um, receivers out of um, the Raiders. Exactly for the reason you mentioned. I think Khalil Mack is going to wreak havoc, and I think the Raiders are going to be. Um, I just don't think their passes passing game is going to be as good. But I do think that Josh Jacobs. I think the Raiders can eventually win. So Jacobs, I think, is fine. But I personally would stay away from Renfro. Okay, so at the you remember back in 2018 they did that trade for Khalil Mack. So at the end of the day, um, the Bears got two players or three players out of it, and um, Raiders got four players. But the trade really boils down to Khalil Mack for Brian Josh, Edwards and Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. Yep. That that's really what it boiled down to. Yeah, which is, again, I think what I liked about it is to me, that's a win-win, right? I love trades where both teams kind of ended up better. I mean, if you're the Raiders, that put them in a good spot. So, mm-hmm. I don't know about Josh Jacobs, though. He seems to be always injury-prone. Uh, that might be true. Yeah. yeah. 
couple of things. Uh, I want to ask you for one player that I want to go through start and say, Kadarius Tony, especially with Kenny Galladay, uh, just uh, hurting with the groin. Uh, Darius Slayton was out last game. Chad, is Kadarius Tony rookie, someone that is even on your radar these days? He wasn't. Um, I have to look at it. I, I've definitely, you guys know my bias against the New York teams, but I've come around with the Jets with Corey Davis. So maybe I'll have to look to the Giants now and see if there's a receiver to pick up. Again, I just, I, I agree on Daniel Jones being a potential starter for you because of his legs. Still am not convinced on the passing side. So I don't know that I want, yeah. you know, the people catching passes from him, but you got to look at it. <clears throat> but Tony's fast, you know, like he goes downfield. And with Jones chucking that ball every so often and there's nobody else playing, he might be a good speculative ad. But right now, I'm not adding him. I'm just kind of watching out for him. Yeah, Jones is so inaccurate. That's my problem. So it's great that that Tony is fast, but Jones has got to get it to him. So that's my issue. Couple of stats for Kadarius Tony's just for you guys to know. Sterling Shepard, Darius Lane, both sidelined by hamstring injuries. Kenny Galladay now has a hamstring and a groin injury. Kadarius Tony last week had 13.9 fantasy points. He ran a route on 36 of the 44 plays led by the Giants and led the team in targets. The only problem is, as much as Daniel Jones is good with mid-range and running, he's terrible at the deep ball. But do you know who scored more points than Tony last week from the Duke New York Giants receiving court? John Ross. Oh, John Ross. John Ross. But John Ross is not that good of a player. Yeah. John Ross will emerge once every couple of weeks, but he scored more points, surprisingly, than Tony last week. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants focus on their run game, though, because the Cowboys' run defense is not that great. Um, and, and as you said, they, it's interesting they dropped Smith because they. I, I was reading a little bit about that, and it was basically a money thing, a contract thing. Um but Smith was known as the kind of emotional leader of that defense. If you guys remember Smith, he's the guy who came out of Notre Dame, had a screwed up knee. They yep. waited two years for him, and then he's really came on and has been he's been lights out. He's been a really good player. So it'll be interesting to see if the defense is able emotionally to kind of pick up the loss of that leader. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants focus on Barkley, and Barkley has a good ground game um, going against the Cowboys. Jim, who is that safety um, safety that, that you picked up over at Dallas on, in IDP? Diggs. Diggs. Yeah, Diggs. He's Diggs. a rookie receiver. Oh, yeah. He's, he's you know, been great for me. That's Stefan Diggs' brother. You guys know that? Oh, I didn't is know it? that. Yeah, they're brothers. Yeah. And and that's why there's been the argument that he might actually be the better brother. Like last year, you would have said, oh, definitely Stefan Diggs. But yeah. he's had an interception in every game. That's no, I, I saw him on the first game where I was watching the Dallas game. I was like, oh, he's actually not bad. I'm gonna pick him up because maybe he'll he'll do some and he's he scored double digits in fantasy for me every week. Him and Micah Parsons from Dallas have been pretty good for me defensively. Yeah. Versus IDP, I tend to prioritize uh Wagner, Bobby Wagner. He has not been doing very well because everyone knows that the secondary is so weak, they just keep throwing. They're not running against Bobby Wagner anymore. Yeah, exactly. I noticed that, that you had him. He only had a few couple points. Yeah, IDPs has been difficult this year because normally linebackers are such a consistent production point. But I feel like this year, more than any other, the safeties and the the DBs, you've been able to use them and get points. So it's been a hard thing to figure out. That's actually a really good point because if you look at the waiver wire and you just group them, you rank them based off of projected points. In the past, it used to be linebackers were at the very top. 
This year, it's all the safeties and defensive backs yep. that are ranked higher in terms of projected points. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, one last thing I'll say about the New York Giants and Dallas Cowboys. You guys know who the offensive coordinator for the New York Giants is, right? Yeah, the old coach of the Cowboys. Yeah, Jason yeah, Garrett. Garrett. Jason Garrett. Yeah. It's always one of those reunion games. Uh, there's something for him to prove a lot of times in terms of being the head coach, of the former head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, hey, I could. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say I could see them beating the spread because it's a seven point spread, but I think Dallas is gonna win. Dallas is a is a team that I'm really up on now. I feel like that offense is clicking, um, and and um, yeah, Dak has looked awesome. So, well, well I hope they throw the CD Lamb this week. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, Jed, let me ask you a quick question. Tony Pollard was so hot a couple of weeks ago. Is he? Are you even starting him in any flex position with the emergence of Ezekiel Elliott in the last two weeks? I still would. I mean, he's part of. As I said, there's a lot of points here, and he's been still a part of the passing game. Uh, but you're right, Zeke Elliott has has definitely ascended in the last two weeks. You're feeling much better about that pick. Um, but no, I still would because I think there's a lot of points here. All right, let's go through some starter sit'em. Jim, let me start with you. Zach Moss or Jamal Williams? I'll do Zach Moss. I do have Jamal Williams in a number of my teams, uh, partly just because Swift, if Swift ever goes down, but Swift is doing so much better. I go for Zach Moss. Jed, James Conner or Damian Williams? Uh, James Conner. Yeah, I like really? that. Really? Yeah. I, I, I would take a flyer on Damian Williams. But then yeah. I could get burned or I could do really well. But I would take a flyer on Damian Williams. Well, so again, for me, the Cardinals are just, man, I love the Cardinals story. I love the Cardinals this year. So I think the Card, even though they're playing the 49ers, this is a divisional game. Um, I expect a lot of points. And if Connors is in there, I think he gets that. Jim, Jay, Chase Claypool, Marquise Brown, or Jalen Waddle? Marquise Brown, surprisingly. I'm not really hot. I've never been high on Marquise Brown, but he's actually done pretty well this year. He's, what, one of the top 10 receivers from a fantasy perspective. Waddle's not doing well at all. And um, who's the first one we were talking about? Chase Claypool. Yeah, Chase Claypool. I don't know what's going on with those guys in um, uh, Pittsburgh. Well, you know what I read? Is this, I don't know if you guys saw this. Supposedly, um, two games ago, Ben Roethlisberger essentially threw out the offense, any of the offensive plays coming in, he didn't call them in the second half. He just like completely threw the the offensive coordinator script out the window and called his own plays. And so then apparently this last game, basically the coach said, you have to run the plays that we call, which is incredible for someone like Roethlisberger, who's been in the league for so many years to have a coach essentially say, you can't audible out. It just shows that the Steelers are totally dysfunctional. So I would completely stay away from that. Um, the other thing I'll mention is Marquise Brown. I almost dropped him. Um, but it, to your point, um, Jimmy, is that he's been top 10. I didn't realize mm-hmm. I was about yeah. to drop him. He's been like wide receiver six or wide receiver seven. So, again, I think, um, yeah, I think you have to play him. He's just going to go after those deep balls because Lamar Jackson throws a number of deep balls to him. He just hasn't caught them. If he can catch them, he'll be great. Yeah. Jed, AJ Green or a Hunter Renfro? Oh, oh. 
Uh, AJ Green. Yeah, you guys know. I just said I'm not a fan of Renfro. I don't think. Um, well, I don't think the Raiders' passing game is going to be the, the the key this weekend. And so, um, yeah, I take AJ Green. AJ Green has been a surprise. I thought he he had that 100 yard game. I think he was the second or third game, and then I was like, okay, that's going to be a flash in the pan. But he's been consistent after that. I still think so. Hop, Hopkins has got to be hurt. Like, there's got to be something wrong with Hopkins. Um, but yeah, AJ Green. I mean, aren't you guys surprised though how well Murray's doing even with the limited Hopkins? Because if you look at the fantasy, AJ Green's doing well. Both Chase Edmonds and um, James Conner, they're double-digit fantasy points. You know, Max Williams, the tight end, has been doing great. Um, Christian Kirk has been doing well. So I think it's all Murray. Quite oh honestly. yeah, Murray this year. As great as he was last year, he's taken it to another level this year. He's he's basically in the Russell Wilson category now, where his accuracy is through the roof. He can use his legs when he needs to. I mean, basically, Murray is like, you know, top three lock for the next like five yeah. years if he keeps this up. And if he stays healthy, that's the yeah. only thing. He's got to stay healthy. Well, the concern always with him coming out of college was he was too small. He wasn't tall enough, and he's pro proving all his doubters wrong. Uh, Jim, uh, flex position, Kyle Pitts or Josh Jacobs? That's tough. That's I tough know. That's I, I, I think I would go Josh Jacobs between Kyle Pitts. The only thing that would make me hesitate is the Bears' defense because uh, Mack and those guys are going to go against the Raiders. Um, that's going to be a tough defense to go after. And then Kyle Pitts um, – I mean, I think he'll get the ball with receptions. Or he'll get a good share of receptions. How about that? Um, but I'll still go with Jacobs. Hey, do you guys, just out of curiosity, so um, the Falcons are playing the Jets in London. Does that impact any of your fantasy decisions when you see a game playing overseas? No, I think there's a criticism that a lot of the players don't do well flying to eight hours. It's eight hours ahead. It's an early morning game at 7 a.m. our time, but – so far, I've still been playing them. Yeah, I'll, I'll mention this. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever thought of this strategy, but something that I've always looked at is, you know, visiting teams. So uh, generally speaking, if, you're, if your players are on the home team, they usually tend to play better than when they travel, right? So, but especially if they have to travel from one coast to the other coast and they are the visiting team, I typically will downgrade those fantasy players just because of the time difference. Like the time mm -hmm. difference is really difficult to get over. And there's a, there's actually a decent amount of stats you can look at that kind of play that out where if your team is going from California to say Florida, that it's very difficult uh, to come to overcome that. My only thing is what looking at Kevin Ridley and how he's out for personal reasons. We don't know what it is, but I was like, I could see him skipping out of this game because he doesn't yeah, want to play. He doesn't London. want to fly overseas. <laughs> you might be right. Yeah. Jim, let me ask you a quick question. Uh, let me see. No, Ashley Jed, it's your turn. Uh, Alan Robinson or Marvin Jones? Oh, man. Uh Let's say Allen Robinson. I think the Bears are going to be behind Justin Fields. Hopefully they unleash Justin Fields. And even though he likes Mooney so much, Allen Robinson, you cannot deny his talent. And, man, I love how you get the ball anywhere close to Robinson and he catches it. I mean, his hands are mm -hmm. just so, um, you know, sure. So I, I'm going to go with Robinson. But I still think Mooney's going to get more receptions than Allen Robinson. Well, yeah, I, the, yeah. The, the connection between Fields and Mooney is undeniable. Um, I really hope they unleash him. I hope they let Fields just – you know, take like I hope they run 
the two minute off, you know, offense regularly. I hope they roll him out regularly. I hope they start him in shotgun. Don't make him do the drop back. Um, and I think he could have a great game. I don't know. Nagy is just, he's just not a good coach, right? They were saying that he ruined Trubisky and he could potentially ruin fields unless he learns to give up some of these uh, play calling to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jim. Uh, no, Odell Beckham or Kenny Galladay? Galladay's right. out. Yeah. No, no. He has a groin injury. He's not yeah. out. But oh. I'm still going after Beckham. I'm still going after Beckham. Beckham's, I mean, he's your number one guy, right? And yeah. right now he's doing pretty good. I, I just don't yeah. know if I entirely trust. Galladay's the type of person who, I, if, if I had a chance, I would trade him now, him and Robert Woods, to get yeah. him off and get somebody else in return. Hey, I'll mention, since you talked about OBJ, Baker Mayfield has been surprisingly disappointing. I thought this season he would really kind of turn the corner because it's his second season with the same offensive coordinator, but he has not. And so that that has been – Cleveland has been all about the run game and then a, and then a few kind of play-action passes for Baker Mayfield. <clears throat> but he has not been the kind of player I was hoping for. And just so you know, an update on that, he has a torn labrum in his non-throwing shoulder for Baker Mayfield. Oh, maybe that's, yeah. why. Maybe that's why. But the other thing that people are surprised by is this is his contract year. Oh. And if he wants a contract anywhere close to Lamar Jackson, he's going to have to play better. Because quite honestly, that's the reason why the Bears let go of Trubisky. Who's going to pay him a multi-million dollar contract for five years if he's going to keep up like this? But the Browns, I mean, they keep winning. That's the big thing. So we'll That's because they got those two running backs, Chubb yeah, and yeah, Hunt. Yeah, 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 that's true. I mean, that's the only reason why. Yeah. Uh, Jed, A.J. Brown, Brandon Cooks. Yeah, Brown, Brandon Cooks. Ooh. Um I guess I'm going to say Brown because I'm assuming Julio's still out, right? So yeah, Julio's Brown. still out. Yeah. Yeah, Julio's All right, out. Jim. Three quarterbacks. Josh Fields, Trey Lance, or Ryan Tannehill? Justin Fields. Justin Fields. I'm sorry. Justin Fields. Right Josh now. Fields is the third baseman for the White Sox who <laughs> fizzled out at third base, who was supposed to replace Joe Creedy. So, yeah, sorry about that. Right now, I would choose Ryan Tannehill, partly because we don't even know if Trey Lance is going to play. Trey, they said Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo may still have the potential of playing, um, which might limit Trey Lance. And then Justin Fields, I don't know if I trust him with the Raiders, so I'll choose Ryan Tannehill. All right, Jed, a couple more. Flux position, Juju Smith or Melvin Gordon? Melvin Gordon. I'm staying away from the Steelers. All right, Jim, Miles Sanders or Clyde Edwards Hilaire? Hilaire. I'll choose Hilaire. I, I don't trust Miles Sanders. Uh, Jed, Mike Davis, or Latavius Murray? Ooh, uh, I know Jimmy wants me to say Mike Davis. I'm going to say <laughs> Latavius Murray. <laughs> well, Latavius Murray is Monday Night Football. That's right, Mike Monday Davis. Night. Mike Davis is playing without the two top wide receivers, so they might throw Cordell Patterson into those receiver spots, and hopefully Mike Davis will be the guy who's going to be the primary running back. But Mike Davis might have jet lag, man. Let's see. Mike Davis is a disappointment this year. <laughs> Dalton Schultz, last one, Jim. Dalton Schultz or Jared Cook? Dalton Schultz. Yeah. Dalton Schultz could become who's 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 that tight end that he re, that that was there Jason for Witten. so long for the yeah, Cowboys? Wh- wh- yeah, Jason Witten. Jason, he could he could be a Jason Witten type of guy. 
for for Dak Prescott. I actually yeah. like I was really wanting him in the dynasty league, but I couldn't get him. Guys, I have to say I love my dynasty in our league, our dynasty league. I love that team. Because <laughs> like, you're four and oh. It's well, no, because it's Kyler Murray, um, it's Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry. Those three guys, I don't need anyone else. If I have those three guys, I feel like I can win every year. That's pretty good. You would say you probably have a good chance for the next three years. And then suddenly Derrick Henry eventually will yeah. slow down. Derrick, no, no. Uh, all those guys. And you're good for about three years. Where you'll oh, have no, to I'll have to trade them. In about two years, I'll have to trade or find a rookie or something. It's for sure. See, see, my strategy my strategy went a little bit different than yours. I still like my team, but I got the Justin Herbert. I got, um, what do you call it? Uh, Jefferson. Yeah, uh, Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah. And then also um, another receiver. I forgot. Oh, Tyreek Hill. Those, so I went after receivers versus uh, running backs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, hey, as we wrap up here, because I, I got to run to this meeting, we're about to start NBA basketball. All right, if you had your chance, Jim, who would be your number one draft pick this year? It's not Luka. Giannis. Is it Giannis the number one? He's not. No, the number I would one argue. Pick. I want Doncic as my number one pick. Yeah, I uh, want Luca. I like okay. Luca. Yeah. yeah. Because you know what, Giannis, the free throw percentage hurts you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Luca, Luca is a stud, man, and he's got Jason Kidd now as his head coach. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens down there. I mean, you could make the argument Steph Curry could be the the top guy, but he's got Clay Thompson back this yeah, year. Yeah, no, no, his, I like, his numbers are going to go down. Yeah, I like Joe Kidd a lot. Joe Kidd would be my number one, my number two draft pick. There you go. Yeah, because the center, the offense centers right around him. Ooh, we should do a fantasy basketball podcast. No, it's way too much work. Yeah, exactly. I don't have got time, man. <laughs> oh, okay. One last thing: Have you guys been watching preseason bowls? They're actually a pretty decent team. I oh, actually, I would not mind getting some tickets to watch those. I, I was just gonna say, if you guys want to go, I'm I've been trying to get people together to go because I, I, I this is the year I want to watch them. No, they I, got I some. I mean, like you, were, I was watching highlights of them, like. Ball, DeRozan, and uh, Zach Levine, the three. Oh, and even Alex Caruso. Caruso did really good. Oh, Caruso's day. great. He's going to be a fan favorite, just like he was in L.A. People are going to love Caruso. I mean, when you see a white guy who can dunk, like mm-hmm. everyone wants to see that. So, yeah. Uh, Jen, speaking of white guy, I was sorely sad that J.J. Redick retired without the Bulls signing him. I really want to see J.J. Redick on the team. No, you picked the wrong guy. I know you do not like J.J. Yeah, I cannot stand – well, you guys know he has the whole, like, racist comment thing, right? You guys know about that, right? No, what racist comment? Yeah, yeah. So he he basically made a racist comment against Asians in this, like, there was a promo for Chinese New Year, and then he was supposed to do this thing, and he basically, like, made a racist comment. So I was like, dude – and I've never liked him from the start (laughs) before that when he was at Duke to begin with. But to me, like, no way. If if the Bulls had assigned Riddick, then I wouldn't go to any games this year. J.J. (laughs) Riddick. All right. We'll talk soon, everyone. Thank you. All right. Bye.